very good. All right. Like no time has passed. Yeah, we're just back in the saddle, man. Back in there. We're right in the groove. We're in the cut. Hell yeah. Deep in the cut. What's a cut? I mean, I know cuts without. Right. What is the cut, though? Is that like your your gut? In the cut. You're in saying the cut. the cut is like your gut? Maybe. Or well, they yeah. rhyme, so usually words that rhyme mean they have similar meanings. So right, normally, isn't that how that works? Yeah, language. Uh huh. I mean, I know the movie in the cut, although I never saw it. So you know it. You know its name. I know the name of the movie, and it uses that <laughs> phrase. And I guess it's is is that like a phrase? I think so. Isn't it in rap lyrics? In the cut. I don't. In the cut. So. No, they don't use that. I'm in the cut. I'm in my gut. I, I, don't don't step up or you know. get cut. Like, no. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I just don't know it. Cause I'm not with it. I used yeah. to be with it, but then they changed what it was, and now I'm no longer with it. So when you were with it, what were you with exactly? Like what? <laughs> That wasn't a joke. Good question. Yeah, maybe I was never with it. Unless the it was Star Trek and <laughs> and uh, I don't know what else. That's about it. I'm just imagining this time when like you were strutting about thinking you were with it. Right. Because like you could like rattle off Star Trek dreams. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be like, oh. <laughs> oh, God. And you're like, I'm with it. <laughs> you're looking around. You're yeah. seeing it everywhere. And it's like, that's me over there. That's me over there. This is me yeah, right here. it was here. bad. I mean, there was a time. <laughs> I can remember. You're surfacing a memory that's very embarrassing. Where I probably did think that. <laughs> Please. Please elaborate. <laughs> I started this, but I'm not sure that I actually can. I Come on. Come on. I mean, I'm just remembering. So there was some kind of like regional Star Trek organization. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be this bad so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> connected back to Star Trek like Data in Star Trek Generations where he couldn't stop laughing and his eyes started to pop out of his head. I don't remember that one. Yeah. But there you go. You brought it full circle. Good. So, regional Star Trek convention. Well, an organization. <laughs> Not even a convention. Organization. This, was, went beyond, this went beyond convention. Because uh, it was ongoing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is like so, the Facebook group of its time. Kind of, yeah. Exactly. It was kind of like that. But this was like so <sighs> pre-internet that there was like news. You would get stuff like in the mail and you could oh, like write wow. in. And then there was like get togethers and things, right? It's very The main get togethers being like around Star Trek conventions in the area. Because I think I mentioned this before. There was a time there was like Star Trek conventions. Uh constantly on like the local state and federal levels yeah exactly so um (laughs) yeah so anyway so i remember oh god i can't do it you can do it i'm here i am here with you so i was at um (laughs) i was at a uh so okay, so I'm at a gym class, in essence, in junior high. A, I was okay. probably in seventh grade at school. At school, PE. <laughs> yes, and um, and I remember like sitting. There was like this weird concrete block outside where you people kids would like sit there, and I don't know. Like I wasn't participating, or something was happening that I don't forget why I was sitting there. What makes a concrete block weird? <laughs> because it was <laughs> like, it was like maybe three feet high, four feet high. There was probably like four, four, four uh, feet on like every dimension. So it's just a cube. It's like a concrete cube painted. What color? Kind of like a, a gray with a hint, hint of blue. Grage. Yeah. All right. And I was sitting on there. So it's a little too tall for the normals to sit on, but for you, it's probably perfect. I mean, everyone sat on it. It's like the cool kids. Like at lunch, when you're outside, the cool kids would all be sitting on it. Everyone who was with it would yes. sit on it. Okay. Well, I thought I was with it, so I thought it was okay for me to sit on it because right. I was really into Star Trek. Yeah, you're you're in there. And I said to someone, <laughs> oh boy, I can't do it. Come this on. is hard. We I got said this to far. Someone, I said to someone something. I said, I, in essence, um, <laughs> my God, um, said something like, "Hey, man, see the latest." <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't. No, it's that would be okay. This was like I was kind of like I forget how it even came. I was kind of like you know. I don't really care that I don't have any friends here. I don't really care about making friends because, you know, I have this regional Star Trek organization I'm a member of, and maybe they'll be my friends. You said that out loud? Yeah, to a girl. (laughs) What was the general reaction? I don't know if there was any. I mean, how do you react to something? How do you react to someone like that? You know, how do you do that? I you don't know. You excommunicate them slowly over the course of the next several weeks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I really even knew this person that well, other than it was a small school, so we kind of all knew everybody, but... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I don't have any friends. I got this regional Star Trek yeah. <laughs> group. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, and, and the... Uh, founder of this group uh eventually i think he may have went to jail for pedophilia of course jesus so 
Anyway. I mean, anyway. We can laugh about it now, because we're okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that took a dark turn there at the end. Little bit. Little bit, little bit. <clears throat> little bit. Wow. <clears throat> See, I was eating this... I was trying a new food technology yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had... Um, we made stock... Actually, my wife, you might know her name's Leslie, made some stock. <clears throat> Whole chicken goes in there, you know, and you make the stock. You throw mm -hmm. some spice or whatever. Yep, yep. Um, that was for... <clears throat> shit. I, like, inhaled some bits of bread and whatever. <coughs> oh, fuck. Whatever, you take the chicken out then, and you shred it. She made a... Um, it was like a... Almost like an enchilada casserole, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, you have shredded chicken way too much right. just for that one dish. So we had leftover shredded chicken. We also had like earlier in the week, a pasta dish with some garlic bread. Now the, the garlic bread was store bought, mm -hmm. whatever. It's fine. Sometimes you just got to take you gotta a shortcut. Do it. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so we had leftover garlic bread. We have the shredded chicken and I'm just eyeing them up, you know, and they're right there next to each other. It's like, you know what? I want to... I want a fucking chicken parm sandwich. Use oh, the garlic okay. bread. We oh, have the shredded shit. chicken. Now, now shredded chicken is not the preferred food nomenclature for a chicken parm. You know, but you, you know, know when you're making a, but it can work in a pinch. Well, in a pinch, right? And I'm like, now how do I maximize the possibilities? I feel here? using garlic bread as the bread makes good. up for the chicken, like. It even may surpass it. Well, yes, but I'm not, you know, I live on the edges, so yes. I always want to push it to the extremes. That's true. So it's like, how can I maximize the efficacy of this shredded chicken? Mm-hmm. Shredded chicken patties. So think about like okay. a tuna cake or a crab cake. Right. But it's shredded chicken. So you kind of took the shredded chicken put it in a little batter and then put it in the pan to fry a little bit exactly holy shit a little mozz a little sauce wrap it up in that fucking garlic bread <clears throat> yeah anyway that's what i'm choking on right now because i reheated one just before we started that's what well, took me so long there at the end one of the reasons that's that i was late but it's pretty well, fucking so that's good a, it's worth it that's a good reason to be late i, I will say pretty fucking good without a doubt yes yeah but yeah you're right the like it's the garlic bread container the wrapper that really just mm, yes because you could put this in oh, any yeah. old bread yeah you know? it'd be good but yeah that garlic bread mm. well one that like kind of like crusty mm. bread style but then it's also like seeped through with garlic and butter. Yes. Fuck. Well, so that's what I was choking on. It sounds like some good shit making when you your were, eyeballs pop out. When you were debasing yourself. <laughs> yes. I do it all for the listeners, man. Yay. I'm willing to put myself out there so they can take entertainment from my <laughs> embarrassment. It's a long... Like That's said, my role. Can, That's my role here. You can laugh about it now. It's a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, I can laugh about it. I, I have some issues. 
<laughs> past tense. Uh, we do have some new listeners, so that's yeah. nice. Love Hi, Ryan Gord. You know, we got a new gutter freak for only hardcore gutter freaks. Yes. There's a, a secret. It's not really a secret. Facebook group, gutter freaks. Yeah. You have to take a quiz to get in there, so it's very right. exclusive. Very. Very. Very exclusive. Don't fail the quiz. Yeah, well, I, I wonder if our Sticks and Scones is bringing on some new listeners. It's bringing on the Sticks fans now. Perhaps. Perhaps. Those are the kind of fans we crave. Hell Prog yeah. rock aficionados. Yep. yep. You can you can come here to listen to us talk about uh, Sticks and also, uh, you know... We also talk about uh, whisks a lot, too. So, Come for the sticks, stay for the whisks. That's, That's what, what I, I always say. Exactly, man. <laughs> hey, fuck yeah, man. You got it. You got it. I know, because you've been drilling that into my head for the last yeah. 25 years. Yeah, you got so it. I, I remember. You know, I remember things. It's in there. So in the cut, yeah, yeah 2003, the cut. there's two movies wasn't that Jane? Is that a Jane Campion movie? Or maybe she was just the producer or something. She she directed that. Mark Ruffalo was in that fucking yeah, movie. That's when but, I fir- the first time I was ever aware that Mark Ruffalo was a person. But it's one of these things where like they say, "Oh, and starring Mark Ruffalo." Like we're supposed to know who that is, and I guess maybe he was in some movies previously that I just never heard of. That tends to happen a lot with me. It's like here's a like finally, they get to a kind of like a or a movie enters my attention, and it stars someone, and I'm just like I don't know who that is. Why are you like hyping them? And then I have to go look. And I'm like, oh yeah, they were in all these things that I never saw. All these like detective shows and <clears throat> and other such things, family adoption dramas and sure. whatnot on Lifetime or somewhere. Yeah. So here's, all right, so In the Cut, 2003, right, mm-hmm. starring Meg Ryan, it's a, mm-hmm. a film by Jane Campion, starring Meg Ryan, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Jason Lee. If you go to IMDb, it's like cast, cast overview, first build only, Jennifer Jason Lee, Meg Ryan, Michael Nuccio, Allison Niga, Dominic Ayers, Susan Gardner, on and on and on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. It, Mark Ruffalo is the 18th name. And it's not like alphabetically. It's just first build only. What does that mean, first build only? Like the ones build in the front of the movie. That's what I would imagine. And so are these possibly in the order that they were listed? Or is like it just as, a random they, order? Like maybe as they appear in the film? Well, I was going to say, if he's the last person in the opening credits, a lot of times they reserve that for a special person. Right, but it doesn't seem like that But it also seems weird because based on my impression of seeing the tra- trailers for this movie, the reason the movie sticks in my head is because 2003 was an era where I was going to the movies a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, like, probably, right. like, you know, I was, like, going to the movies constantly. So I saw this trailer in front of movies for, like, months and months. 
Hmm. I saw the trailer like 50 times. That's why hmm. the movie, I can so easily just be like, oh yeah, in the cut, Jane Campion, Meg Ryan, Mark Ruffalo. I Hell was yeah. surprised. I was very impressed. You were like, oh, is that a Jane Campion movie? I'm like, yeah. uh, yes, Jesus. Well, I mean, this movie is definitely placed into like the, you know, Jane Campion uh, feminist, uh, you know, female, I don't want to say empowerment, more like, you know, just like, you know, the new wave of like, you know, movies where a woman is making a movie that clearly has womanhood in in the movie, the female experience. Well said. Versus, I would say, let's say, a female director that might be like, well, I'm going to continue to just, you know, extend the patriarchy and not push because... Zero Dark Thirty, for instance. That's where I am, <clears throat> like, in this, the, the, the realm, right? Anyway... I don't know. I shouldn't really talk about this shit. But I think it's too late for that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> A little too late. Step up. But anyway, that's so that's another reason the movie fits in my head and why I remember Jane Campion, because it's often talked about in that that realm. So was this one of the you mentioned seeing the trailer for it like over mm -hmm. and over because you were seeing movies a lot. Is this one of those movies where it's like holy fuck like all you're doing is seeing trailers for it for like a year it seems like years and years and it's like is this movie ever coming out was it one of those i, I don't know that it was one of those it was you just, were just seeing so many movies i was that, just seeing so many movies and this trailer was always being shown and i think you know i was seeing a lot of like more triumph for the arts yeah movies. a little bit more you know like you know, well, I remember, so I can actually remember this trailer being in front of the Royal Tenenbaums. I don't know why I remember that. Maybe my memory, maybe it's a false memory, but I remember that. You know, there was a lot of quirky and independent movies at that time. It was a high point, I think. What year did Royal Tenenbaums Now they Tenenbaums just go like direct to Netflix. Royal Tenenbaums. What year was that? See, the thing that's screwing me off is this says 03, but Royal Tenenbaums was like 01. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, maybe they were teasing it in front of movies in 2001, but it took maybe, another two fucking know, years for I it to I wonder come if out. that's true or I'm just remembering it wrong. Because <clears throat> hmm. I was surprised that it said 03. I'm probably just remembering it wrong somehow. But anyway, in any case, yeah, I just remember it. But what are we talking about? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo, though, seems like the lead to me. And all expect it was like Mark Ruffalo and Meg Ryan, right? Like it's their movie. They're the they're the the protagonists of the movie. And at the top, you know, if you go to in the cut, or maybe wanna... he's the antagonist. I don't know, but yeah. Well, judging by his mustache, I would say he's the antagonist. In this well, movie, he's the. But... I believe he's like a shady character. Like he is. Yeah, a, he looks like it. He's a detective, and it's like, oh, she trusts him, but then it's like, oh, maybe she shouldn't have trusted him. It's kind of like the... I mean, he's got his clothes off, so... Yeah, well, they definitely... Again, Jane Campion, known for her her, her depiction of coitus. Oh. It can be a zesty... Well, yeah, a natural zesty, zesty enterprise. enterprise. Yeah, uh -huh. exactly. Has an affair with a police detective who is investigating the murder of a beautiful young woman in her neighborhood. 
it's important that she was beautiful, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, at the top here, they give the little description. Director Jane Campion, writers Jane Campion, Susanna Moore, stars Meg Ryan, Mark Ruffalo. But then when they actually list it, he's like 18th. Well, we need to know what their algorithm is or their heuristic for how they order these. Because usually it's in. Well, sometimes it's alphabetical. Yeah, I don't know. Or or they'll do like the you know the two or three big names and then the rest listed alphabetically. But this one seems like and again maybe some maybe it's uh, in order of appearance like when like when they appeared in the movie. So all of these people like Michael Nuccio and Allison Niga and Dominic Aries they don't even right. have a image they just have a like a silhouette for their well, avatar. I- like, maybe they were just people who walked around in the background or something. Franny's young father. He's there for 10 seconds, then he's gone. But well, maybe he was one of the first people in the movie. Their that first we see. build. Well, maybe we need to watch In the Cut and figure out what's going on here. Could I would be like a homework to know assignment. what In the Cut means, though. Is that a phrase that we're supposed well, to. Well, uh, we can Google it. In the Cut meaning. I, okay. I mean, I tried. In the cut meaning, we're already Googling. Make an, <laughs> hey, we made it 20 minutes. Make an opening, incision, or wound in something with a. That's with, just the word cut. Oh, that, yes, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the word cut. <laughs> Online oh slang dictionary. God. What does in the cut mean? Oh, Off a to location the side, that something is, that came out of nowhere. Something, a location that is secluded or hard to find. That's just the cut, but yeah, That's, I guess so. In the cut, it says, Urban Dictionary, which yeah. is never wrong. In the cut primarily refers to a location that is secluded well, there or hard go. to find. It can be used yeah. in both urban and rural areas. In a metropolitan setting, a house or store that's back in the cut would be in a place off the main drag, perhaps in an older or run-down neighborhood. Mm. All right. Well, there we go. Interesting. In the cut. Far away from town, gravel roads, etc. Boy, when you're far away from gravel roads, like you're a couple, you're like powers of 10 removed from civilization. Now, in the online slang dictionary, it has it as a verb, a popular slang phrase among the ever-growing Northeastern youth in the United States. In the cut refers to a male that is interested in or engaged in homosexual intercourse. Such as, well, see, this example uses, like, the N-word, so I'm already, like, like, okay, let's just move on. (laughs) I already put, I already started going into areas I should not go into talking about, like... Over and over again. Female. (laughs) You keep doing it. Empowerment in films, which I don't think I'm really justified to have any of that coming out of my mouth. You know, the man is standing up and explaining female empowerment... And now you're traipsing into this territory? Yeah. Well, I can say it just because I'm... Yeah, fuck it. Anyway. Fuck. What can you say? (laughs) (laughs) When you say, I can say it, what does that mean? (laughs) I mean, I was... parodying various conservative commentators. (laughs) That are so befuddled by the fact that they can't say that word. 
It's perhaps the greatest injustice ever, ever in history of humankind that there would be some societal or social backlash or consequence for using that word. I'm just using the word. Dude. I'm not saying it meanly. I'm just using the word. <laughs> what can't say that word would happen to free speech. <laughs> can't say the word. Can't say it. You know, we had a book that used that word that we published. Oh, yeah? Like, okay. in the context of examples of things you just don't say here's bad shit that like even if you think it's whatever like no yeah, good did you actually put the word in there the word went into the yes without See, any what, without yeah. any asterisks or anything just <laughs> right. the word right holy shit terrible scandal well i think that might that's i, I, I agree you should not do you, you like in like, you, even using in the example of please don't say this word you can't do it i don't think i think it's fine to not do it you don't do it yeah. if you must you say the n-word or you use like asterisks or something yeah if it's like a print yeah yeah exactly you don't put it in there you just can't recalled all the books had to yeah. reprint all of it. You just can't. I, I, I think that was an appropriate response, actually. Me too. Me too. But, yeah. Anyway, in the cut. Let's veer back away from that. We're getting into... Yeah. Well, we want to talk about the main topic for this episode. Powers of 10? No, which is why do we hit the hang up button instead of the answer button? Why do we do that? It's red. Red yeah. is... I feel no. so. I, here's a theory I have. So what we're talking about now is the fact that when we Skype call each other to do this, both of us have a tendency to just hit hang up instead of answer on the right. Skype interface. Ready we, to go. We take the mouse hang up. pointer, we put it over the red hang up button and hit it. It's like Adam is calling. Okay, hang up. <laughs> right. I. It's a good question. So, uh, So here's my poorly designed theory that has some holes in it. That I'm so used to on my phone hanging up on everyone that calls me because they're all just numbers I don't recognize and they're spam. Mm -hmm. When I get a call, like the when my brain somehow has been rewired to, well, the appropriate thing to hit is like the red button, like the it, hang up action is the thing. Even if you want to talk to the person, it's like it doesn't like like that's that's your your actual you know, logical thinking brain saying that, but just it's your gut reaction. Your muscle memory is just like, hang up. Right. Now, I don't know that that really makes a whole lot of sense, but it's as close as I can get to as to why we're constantly hanging up on each other. I'm trying to picture, because, you know, I get calls and they're always just whatever, telemarketers or scammers or yeah. whatever. I don't fucking answer my phone, like, except for like four people. Mm-hmm. And they're my favorites, and their name comes up. Right. Like if if there isn't a name associated with it, I just don't answer it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying the to, same way. Like if it is something I need to know, like a doctor's office or something, like they'll leave a voicemail and then I'll I'll see what it right. says in, in right. fifteen seconds. Yep. But I'm trying to picture my screen when I get a call. It's just a numbered. Does it have the little icons where you can? 
It does if your phone is unlocked. Unlocked. So if I'm right. using the phone, and a call, like, comes and in. then a call comes, and your screen switches to oh, there's right. a call, and there's a green answer and a red hang up button. Right. And I just, and it's just like, oh, I'm in the middle of fucking reading Twitter. Hang up, like red. It shows up. It's almost like whack a mole. Like it shows up, red. Eh, off. Get this out of my way. Why did you? Why did you stand between me and my tweets for about three quarters of a second? Stop it. <laughs> right. You know, I'm, I'm in my D minus content phase. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so that's when that happens. Yeah. If the phone is unlocked, like it's just it's locked. It's just like sitting on your desk. It just says the calls coming in. It's slide to answer. Right. There isn't like a hang no, up I, button. I don't think. Which. What am I a fucking monster? I'm gonna slide to answer some just random number. Yeah. No way. Jesus. Um, but isn't there something where, so you're checking your C plus to D minus content on like a Thursday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Call comes in. It overtakes your screen momentarily. Right. and gives you those options down there. Green. Yeah. Answer it. Uh, the red is decline. It. Isn't there something in the middle also where it's like you can just kind of mute it almost like I pretend mean, without- it's not happening. I don't think it gives you that mute option. Here, in, let me call you. Are you on your on phone? On this phone? You get that by pressing the... Yeah, you can call me Here, right now. Let's see what happens. You. Let's see what happens. Wait, are you going to be... Your phone's going to be unlocked? Well, here, my phone is now unlocked. But is that... That's the test we're doing, right? Yeah. All right. Let's, here, let's see what happens. I know it gives you an option to text them. I can't quite picture what the interface... Can, all right, it's like I'll even ignore take or something like that, right? There's a remind me message, but then a big red um, decline and a big green accept. There's no like just silence, ignore, mute, no. or something you can, like that. If you press the button, like the like omnipurpose like button on the side, if you press that, it will it will just right. kind of mute it. It'll stop vibrating and, and ringing if you're it's making. Gotcha. Now, isn't there something though where like? I don't know. I don't have all my ducks in a row for this one, but like, isn't it better to, like, if you aggressively say no, go away to it, like, it's almost like engaging with the troll? I kind of agree with that in a way. I I have no idea what the reality of that is, but yes, I don't just hang up. I just mute it and let it ring for 10 minutes and then... I mean, I don't know what the fucking difference is. It's like, be quiet. Shh, shh, shh. Maybe I mean, if they think no one's to, here, they'll it, go away forever. I mean, it does go to voicemail. But I guess if you hang up on it, like, they know, oh, they saw this and hung right, up. Right, right. We, we have their attention. We got a live one here. Let's right. keep, let's just call them back five times in a row, which I have seen that happen. Like, I get a spam call and they call me maybe like three times. Yeah, it's kind of like. And then they finally leave their weird message in, in Mandarin. After I didn't answer it. It's like their vision is based on movement. So it's like, just stay still, be quiet, and maybe they'll go away. Exactly. Exactly. Do not engage. But who knows what yeah, the I mean, reality is. I don't know is. that it really matters, probably. Maybe but not. Maybe I don't not. know that they care. I mean, like, it's, it's, I mean, in your mind, I think of it similar to, like, you know, when you get a spam email and it's like, click here to unsubscribe, to not receive messages from us. Right. And it's like, no. I ain't fucking clicking that link. What are you clicking talking about? Clicking on your shit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it kind of like the hang up kind of like evokes that a little bit like, oh, yes. I did in some way communicate with you. You fucking engaged with it. I let them know that I hit that button. Yeah. 
Like there's some activity on the other end of this right. thing. It's not just a random dead line. I mean, it, it, granted, it goes to voicemail either way, so it's not like. But I mean, it's a it's a spectrum, right? If you answer it, then you're definitely like, <laughs> you know, they got you. They know that you're an active participant now. Right. They're never going to leave you alone if you actually hit the green. I would like to talk to you. Oh, Even yeah. Even if you talk to them to be like, don't ever call me again. I mean, I don't think anyone fucking answers the phone anymore. Most, unless the name is associated. Yeah, with exactly. It. Unless you know who it is, you ain't answering. Like, no one answers a random. Like, I, I feel like everyone has just been trained to behave that way at this point. I mean, it Which, used to be you didn't know who was calling. You would just answer the phone. It right. Was it was at given. home. No digital. Right. Nothing. It was nothing. just. It was literally a bell ring yeah. from an electrical <laughs> current making a little hammer, like actually right. ring a bell. Right. Like we were alive when that was the technology. Yes. That is very hard to comprehend. Like, and not only were we alive, that was mainly the technology of, until yeah. we like graduated college. Correct. We were in college and that was still the technology. Yeah, little hammers were hitting bell, bells. And little hammer in there would move because an electrical current would like come in to the phone and stimulate that little bell to go back and forth. Because somebody wants to goddamn talk to you. Yeah. Yep. Um, did you just do a little like piano flourish with that? Maybe I did. Maybe I did. That's nice. You're going to like do punctuate, punctuate our little conversation with twinkling the ivories a little bit. I like that. I like that. Did you like it? Okay. I did. I'm not going to overdo it. No, but a little bit here. Yeah, a little bit here and there is good. Yeah, just a little flavor. It's like adding a little little spice, you know, just sprinkle it on there, here and there. But yeah, hits the hammer. And then, then we move to, you would get the little box, the little device you know, you had cordless phones, maybe, and you either had a separate caller ID box, and you could see what number was calling you. So then it was, oh, if it's a 1-800 or 1-888 number, well, I ain't fucking answering that. Right. If it's any other number, just a regular area code and whatever, you're probably going to answer. Yes. Then we moved to, you know, phones that we would walk around with in our pockets, and I feel like the same sort of methodology was in play for a while there. Yeah, I agree. 1-800 or 1-888, you don't answer. If it's a regular area code, you answer it. You don't know who it's going to be. Right. But then maybe, what, Not fairly recently even, like six, eight years ago. Yeah, eight sounds about right. You just stopped. You just don't. Because there's, well, one, there's so many. So many. And there was no way to stop because, like, they just make their number look like a, a regular number. Yeah, and they'll fake you, it. Like a local exchange. Not right. even a local area code, but like right. even the same, like, couple yes. or three digits of your place. Yes. And you're and like, oh, what the- is this? It's someone around here trying to reach me. Let's answer it. And then right. it's not. It's just right. garbage. And it's just a random series of blips and tones and, like, someone speaking yeah. a language you don't understand as right. if you're overhearing somebody's private conversation. Or it's a, uh, like, a horn from, like, a cruise ship. <laughs> remember, did you get used to get those? Do you remember those? I don't think so. Yeah, that's what, for a long time, that's what Burp, I would get. Answer. Like that kind of thing? Yes, it would be that. And then it would be like... Like it's very you know, foggy out and they got to hit the horn. Yeah, make, you'd hear the horn and then it would be like... Known. 
And then it would be a guy signing like, hey, the ship is leaving. Come on. You can you can get two free tickets to the something something cruise just Jesus. by answer about that. Like, you know, like what? Yeah. Like it would always start with that horn sound, like get your attention. <laughs> like somehow they market tested that or maybe they didn't. They just say whatever the fuck. But yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't what... probably a long time, but like for whatever reason, I that's in my mind. Like this, the this like, yeah, cruise ship horn, fog horn calls like that was the mandarin woman speaking mandarin of like 2011 or something 2011 back when i was still answering them and be like what's a thick foghorn again another foghorn call hang up i forget what the how the scam worked but that reply all episode about how they would yes they would use that like just you would answer your phone and it would just be like the most random curious noises right and the whole point of the scam was to like get you to stay on the line and listen to this random shit because it was just so weird right and somehow they were making money off because the guy doing it somehow like opened some like little like long distance company (laughs) and somehow the more you stayed on it's like pennies. It was making there pennies. There was some pennies. way that it added up that financially that I can't quite grasp. But yeah, yeah. because it was something like AT&T would end up or whatever phone company, you know, you were on. Yeah, would end up paying this guy like pennies. Wow. The more someone used like that long distance provider. So yeah, the longer someone stayed on the phone they were making these little bits of money like but you know again like everything you can add it up when you do it like millions of times a day or hundreds of thousands of times a day powers of 10 exactly hey perfect segue <laughs> although i'm not really sure what we're, I, I you mentioned powers of 10 before i keep I, goading I, you i'm trying to goad you into it well are you t- are we talking well, there's about this, the mike bloomberg thing yes the shared like yeah f- fallacy that here. is really weird it's weird that it's like in so many disparate Multiple places. Multiple people have mentioned it. Yeah. Including myself. So explain? I'll explain. So Well, you better because usually the I'm the one fucking shit up like that. Right. Like I've yeah. made some gross well, this- mathematical tactical error and you point it out to me. But this one was so yeah. obvious to me. I was like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, that seems so wildly a- inaccurate. <laughs> so I'm not sure which direction to tell this in chronologically or start at the end and go back to the beginning because the beginning is kind of the surprise i would yes do it that way you don't have to chronological is not like the bible for storytelling right exactly so our listeners may have seen this it's like a minor thing that went through twitter or maybe a bigger thing you know but in essence i don't think i would have seen it if you hadn't whatever yeah, on my feed, I've seen it a handful of times. So, so I'll do it in reverse chronological order. So, in essence, on MSNBC discussing the Mike Bloomberg presidential campaign, they talked about the fact that he spent $500 million on that, flooding the airwaves with advertisements. Half a bill. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And then, <laughs> and then he, uh, Brian Williams is reading a tweet about it 
that says, in essence, with that money, Bloomberg could have given every man, woman, and child a million dollars and had change left over. Every man, woman, and child in America. In America. Yeah. 300 give them million all a million. Them. Yeah. So obviously the math doesn't work out if you think about it. But again, in this MSNBC cut, they were, they were like actually talking like that was the actual figure, right? That he could have spent that much. Now, so a lot of people have, you know, like, you know, kind of went, you know, people were mocking like, oh, look at this weird thing, blah, 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 right? So we had the guy that tweeted that originally, and then on MSNBC, they're talking about it. Now, when that happened, Adam and I were already very familiar with this phenomenon. Because previously, well, let's just go back. Yes, 330 million people in America. 500 million would be like giving each of them like a dollar and a half. Not a million and a half. (laughs) You're off by... Seven orders of magnitude. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Now... Previously, there was a different tweet that made the same kind of claim, and I had forwarded that to Adam also. And the reason that I did that was because I made the same mistake on my own previously, the day before. So I have a theory as to how I did that. So I said the same thing, like, Bloomberg spent... 500 million, that's enough to give like a million and a half to everyone in America. Like, think about that. And I was, it was just boggling my mind. I was going on about like, like so much wealth and like how instead of doing a presidential campaign, you could like just transform the entire economy by giving everyone a million and a half dollars for free. Like the atrocity of having that much money. Yeah. And I was like, well, like he has 60 billion. So 500 million, that's, uh, you know, like 1% of that, like, if he's just making 1% interest on his fortune, he could do that every year. <laughs> now, granted, it's really a dollar and a half, not a million and a half. Right. A couple but, zeros here and yeah, there. Yeah, a couple zeros. So I think, again, my error was, in my thought process, is, you know, I'm used to doing math. Like, let's say it's like, well, you know, divide 500 million by, by 10 right just to make it an easy example right 500 million by 10 well what i do is i in my mentally i take off the million so it's just 500 divide that by 10 which is easy enough to do which would be 50 and let's add the million back on 50 million okay right. right it's a simplistic example you know i probably don't go through that whole thought process do something that simple but you know whatever oh divide so many million by a number well let me just take the million off divide it and add the million back on you make it right? simpler yeah, you know, make it easier. It's just on how yourself. the thought process. So yeah. somehow, again, just like hitting the red button to hang up is like a habit. Uh, somehow, that add a million back on, I think, was just like my habit. Right. right? So I was like, you reduced. I was like five hundred. I was like five hundred divided by three hundred. Oh, it's about a one and a half. Oh, one and a half million. Like add right. the million, but I didn't need to add a million back on because both numbers were millions, right? Right. So right. it's just like a stupid brain fart error. I added the million back on. But the thing that's weird is we see people all over the internet doing the same thing. Everywhere. Even now. hitting MSNBC and they're talking about it. Like right. Brian Williams and whoever he was, his guest was talking about it like that. So it's like a flaw in the human 
thought process. It's like these like floating point errors that like computer processors can have. Yeah, I didn't like reading about that. Yeah, so, where like I a, had to Google what a floating point error was, and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, like sometimes you know a processor, you say divide these two numbers together, and you don't get quite the right answer. Well, I think the point is you never get the right answer. And it's well, just like a matter of how exacerbated that is. Yes. Well, there was a famous case in the er- very early 2000s where there was a processor, a certain Pentium processor put out by Intel that had a big error. And this was like a processor actually in people's computers. Oh, boy. And like you went, you like, you know, fired up your fire up your terminal in your computer and say, like, divide whatever. There was some way you could see it, like divide 13 by two or whatever. And it just gave you the wrong answer. Like what? Like, and it's like, how can a fucking computer give you the wrong answer on this? Like, it's just because there was some error. What kind of wrong answer would it say? Like cauliflower or like? No, it would just give you the wrong number. Like what kind of number? Like what, the number was supposed to be. Well, I'd have to fucking look it like up. Like would it, was, it just be like extensive decimals? Like after the decimal place? I think or? it was something like that or it was just yeah it was, or was just, it just like, like completely wildly inaccurate like you could no i don't think it was wildly inaccurate it was okay. like instead of it should, the answer should be like 1.4 and instead it says like 1.39 right right and it's just like well but again it's math like you can't be having computers fucking calculate numbers and giving a wrong you know what i mean but they're yes but isn't the point they're always doing that there is no they it's impossible for them to give you a correct answer. If it, um, unless it's an even, like when it involves decimals where you can't, like it might extend out to infinity. Like they're never going to give you the right answer. They can't. It's impossible. Four divided by two, two, fine. Easy enough, right? Mm-hmm. But like at some point they have to round that last digit off or something. Like there's a rounding issue. Isn't there? Am I not understanding this? Um, I don't know. It's just a matter of like how close you can get. Well, because you only have so many bits to express a number. Yeah, you can't use all of the energy in the universe to try to calculate. Well, yes. (laughs) Like turning the dials on the gear. Yes. So that's just like, you know, if you are, let's say we go back to like programming, right? Like if you're going to specify a number value. Right. And let's say something like, I don't know, C, right? Like you need to determine what that, how that number is stored, right? So it can be an integer and that's easy, right? It's a integer, like it could be a floating point number, but there's like limits again. Yeah. Because a floating point number is generally described as, you know, so many bits but so you could get like double like a double percentage in integer so you could you know you you know and you know what i'm talking about like you'd say like int x equals one right sure. okay you just declared x as an integer and equals one but you Not can do like double complete ding dong i get that yeah like double <laughs> is a type so you so it uses it uses two bytes instead of one and it gets you get you can get more precision that way sure floating point number so yeah, you. I'd always have to say what the floating point limit is. You have to take that into account. The, yeah. Your device can only have a cer- certain floating point issue. I guess. I mean, I think yeah. so. That's what how I understood it. Mm-hmm. 
as far as I could understand it. Yeah. So I'm trying to look up right now what the example was, but I can't figure that out. Hey, it's been 20-some minutes since we started Googling yeah. around, so I it think says the here, floodgates um, have opened. One example is found where division result returned by the Pentium was off by about 61 parts per million. I don't know what that means. Well, it doesn't sound like a lot, but, you know, again, it's if it's additive or whatever, you know, that could be a problem. Oh, this was from 1994. Is this the same one I'm thinking of? I didn't think this was that. That's a long time ago. But maybe it was. Yeah. So this was on the original Pentium. Yeah, here we are. Generic. The persistence of the bug can be checked manually by performing the following calculation in any application that uses native floating point numbers, including the Windows Calculator or Microsoft Excel in Windows 9598. So I can't do this right now on my iMac. Yeah, because you don't have a buggy chip. Shit. Well... so Are here's some buggy, big ass, there's a big ass thing here. It's 4,195,835 divided by 3,145,727. And the correct value is 1.338204491362410002. And that's it. It doesn't extend past that. It actually that's the actual correct complete That's the answer. correct value, I'm assuming. Okay. And as a result, the value returned by the flawed Pentium processor in certain situations is incorrect at or beyond four digits. 1.337390689. Yeah, yeah. So like the first three, it's still 1.33, but then everything after that is different in the wrong answer. It's because when converted to hexadecimal values by the processor, Four million one hundred ninety-five eight hundred thirty-five is four zero zero five FB, and three million one hundred forty-five seven hundred twenty-seven is two FFFF. The five in four zero zero five FB triggers the fault in the FBU control logic. The fuck. As a result, the value returned by a flawed Pentium processor is wrong. I'd be on four digits. Yeah. Are they are they using hexadecimal just to like save bits and bytes? No, bits and bytes are only ones and zeros. But hexadecimal is just an easier way to write binary. But it's shorthand. They're using it for the sake of shorthand, basically. That's what I, I will say. Yes to that. Yes. What? What? How else would you describe it? It's just trying to do a shortcut. Well, I guess... Make it easier and quicker. Yeah, and writing it for humans. Are you running some water? Do you have a faucet on? Yeah. What is that? I'm just getting some water, man. <laughs> no. Guy's got a drink when talking about floating point. So oh, the ultimate yeah. problem is this, is the Sweeney Robertson and Toker... SRT division algorithm is used on the affected Pentium chips. It is implemented as a programmable logic array with 2,048 cells, of which 1,066 cells should have been populated with one of five values, negative 2, negative 1, 0, plus 1, plus 2. On the buggy chips, five cells that should have contained the values plus 2 were missing, instead returning 0. So there's the issue. Cool. They fucked up. They 
<laughs> they <laughs> fucked it up. They fucked done it up. fucked it up, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just um, I'm writing a poll right now on Facebook. Here, I'm just help me workshop this a little bit. All what right. is more off-putting for our listeners? Discussing <laughs> Star Trek, Adobe Lightroom, <laughs> or esoteric <laughs> floating point <laughs> errors. I'm just curious. Good. I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. Especially, well, at least with the Lightroom, I use Lightroom every day and I kind of know what I'm talking about. This floating point <laughs> error stuff, I'm. In way over my head, really. I mean, you're kind of setting records here today on this episode. I mean, I know, I know just as far as like being to, in over your head over to, and to, over again to attempt to talk about it and get it horribly wrong. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. probably the same thing too with the with the you know uh, feminist filmmaking. That's what I'm saying. You keep. I know just enough to actually say something bad, just to get in, in a, trouble, and un, 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 unintentionally. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Shit. Um. But this yeah. was '94. I'm sorry. I remember this being like. Yeah. How do you remember it even? I remember it being in like early 2000s. Maybe that's when you first heard about it. Well, maybe was it not discovered? No. I Yeah, it was in ninety four. Well that's when this guy did. Yeah, and CN published to CNN in ninety four, which brought it to public. Yeah, it was ninety four is when this happened. It's just, you know, the memory is shady. Shifty. Yeah, you can't trust it. Yeah. Makes me wonder about those clouds in Vermont. You just never know, do you? I do have another topic, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, if you were hesitant to get into the I don't oh need boy. friends because I have my regional Star Trek group. <laughs> I don't think I can do this one. It involves my anatomy, so I'm a little I'm not going to just forget that. Well, it doesn't involve my anatomy. No, right. I was trying to. I was considering talking about it just in solidarity since you seem gotcha. so hesitant and I was going to, you know, debase myself also, but I don't think I can. I'll accept that. Yeah. We're not going to. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to hear a story about your anatomy just nah, yet. Not just I yet. need a little bit of warning. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah. If there's a nice yeah. segue. <laughs> love it i'm surprised you can hear that i got this little keyboard it's tiny it's a little yamaha keyboard and i have it right behind my computer keyboard does it like connect up into like well, sure it does Pro it's got midi yeah usb MIDI all of that yep yeah like logic you know i use logic you're composing and, like, some some you're back in your composition fuck, phase fuck yeah nice those are some sweet piano tones coming out of that. Yeah, well, you can, like, really fuck with the sounds. You know. Anyway, it's nice. I'm trying to, like, get better 
just in general. And this is one of the ways I'm trying to like continual self improvement. Thank you. Is the Thank backbone you. to any morally upright life. <laughs> it sounds like something Cooper would say, but I know he didn't. I just made it up. I think you just said that. Yeah. Jesus. I can channel Cooper. Holy shit. Continual self-improvement <laughs> is the backbone of any morally <laughs> upright upright life. life. Fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, I think you can hang up the cleats. You did it. There you go. As long as no one... Yeah, no. I'll hang it up. I'll just leave it there. I'm not going to get myself in trouble again. <laughs> no, I think, like, that kind of... That fixed all of your questionable verbal wanderings on this episode. You really redeemed good. yourself. Good, good. Continual self-improvement is the backbone of any morally upright life. Fuck. Wow. I can picture like a my official portrait hanging in the hall with that quote underneath. Yeah.